0: Good. Thank you, Fortune. It's so kind. And I always learn something new from Fortune because he doesn't say listen to the voice of the Lord. He says hearken to the voice of the Lord. And it's so much better. And it's so and I've been saying listen all these years and now I shall say hearken to the voice of the Lord. Because that's so much better. Thank you, Fortune. So it's so good. Well, uh, this over Christmas, I just got to reflect on 2022 and just the things that I'd done and some of the highlights. And one of those highlights was going to France. I went on a ministry trip. Caroline, my wife and I went and uh, it was just such a joy to go there and visit some friends. Um, and it reminded me of the first time that I went, I'd been on holiday to France, but the first time I went on a ministry trip, I actually didn't want to go. I was reluctant, I was tired, I'd done a lot of trips, I'd been invited by a guy who uh, led a church down there to do a conference, and my response was, I don't want to go and you can't make me. It was that. I was grumpy, I didn't want to go, and so I wrote an email <clears throat> to say I'm not coming, I don't want to. It was a bit kinder than that, you know, don't want to come, you can't make me. It was, but it was that kind of, you know, that was the spirit. Um, and Have you ever written an email and then the next day you've regretted sending it? Is anyone? Is that just me? Well, I had this little niggle in my spirit. I thought, I might regret sending this, so I'm just going to sleep on it. So that night went to bed, slept, and in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the night I had a dream, and in the dream I was conducting a wedding underwater in the ocean which is weird, yep, that's odd, it's never actually happened to me, but in the dream it was, and we could all breathe normally, it was quite strange. And so we're connecting this wedding underwater in the dream and uh, what was weirder was I was marrying a French woman to a dolphin. <coughs> that's, that's unusual, you've got to admit, that's an unusual dream. I was marrying a French woman to a dolphin and I was conducting this whole ceremony underwater and I was telling the congregation who were there gathered, I was saying, um, don't worry, the water temperature is mostly cold, there's a few hot spots, but all of the water temperature will be warm soon, don't worry. And that's, that was my message to the congregation in, who had conducted it at this wedding. Woke up, next day I thought, that was odd. Um, but I thought, well, there was a French woman in it, so maybe I am meant to go to France. So I changed the email. And sent it saying, All right, I'll come. Six months later, I'm about to go and I'm now in another grump. There's a pattern here. I don't want to go. Why did I I stand to Caroline? I don't even know I want to go. I don't know these people. Why did I sign up for this stuff? And she said, Well, it's because of the dream. I was like, what dream? She said, the dream about marrying a French woman to a dolphin. I was like, oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that. But I said, Well, I don't even know what a dolphin means to the French. She said, Why don't you look it up? So I looked it up, and you know what? It is significant. The heir to the French throne back in the 15th century was called Le Dauphin, And on his crest, he had a dolphin. And suddenly, I knew what the dream meant. The king is coming for his French bride. And I knew what the water temperature meant, because if you know the spiritual situation in France, which I did, mostly it's very cold, very atheistic, very secular, very dead to spiritual things, but there are a few warm spots where there is real vibrant communities. And I knew what the dream meant, that the Lord was saying he is gonna raise the water temperature right across France. Praise God. And suddenly I was excited to go, man of power for the hour. (laughs) I'd forgotten all the reluctance. I was keen to go and I went to the conference and I delivered this prophetic message of the king is coming for his French bride and they were like, yeah! (laughs) They were blown away and they were amazed and poor Caroline was the one who got all the grumpiness, (laughs) which is probably the story of our lives. And uh, and it was amazing. And as a result of that, two couples came to Bedford. This is eight years ago for training, and we trained them, and we sent them back to plant a church. And the thrill of going this last term was that instead of just four of them with one small child in the church, now there was 150 adults, 60 children. There's a little photo I think on the screen. Is there? I think of this. Uh, is it there? You got it? Yeah, there we go. So this is the church. They were they were given a reduced price building by another church. They're, absolutely blown out the size of that church they've already planted another church the whole region that they're in is called the dolphin air because that's the region that the dolphin owns and their vision is now to plant churches right across the dolphin Air, and they're well on the way they've got leaders they've got church plants coming out of them left right and center god is on the move and what encouraged me what encouraged me was that The kingdom of God is advancing. In the midst of all the bad news, and and it's bleak, I know, I get it, it's it's dark, it's dire, there's lots of crazy stuff going on, but it's always been the same. The world has always been like this. There's darker patches, there's lighter patches, but it's always been like this. But through it all, God's kingdom is advancing. And what really encouraged me was that even in our grumpiness, even in our reluctance, if we would just say yes to him, he will use us. (laughs) He will use us because his kingdom is advancing. Our vision, which is God's vision, is that his kingdom will fill the earth. And for those of you who've been around for a while, or those of you who are new, we, we spend a lot of time talking about what is the kingdom of God? And there are some signs. The kingdom of God, the Bible says, comes with righteousness, with right living. When people stop doing the wrong things and start doing the right things, the kingdom of God comes with peace. The kingdom of God comes with justice. The kingdom of God comes with joy. The kingdom of God, get excited at any point. The kingdom of God comes with comfort. The, the kingdom of God comes when, the, the kingdom, when the kingdom of God comes, there are no orphanages because there are no orphans. When the kingdom of God comes, there are no homeless shelters because there are no homeless people. When the kingdom of God comes, there are no bombed out buildings because there are no more wars. The kingdom of God is on its way. And this is not some pipe dream. This is how the world will be. It's how it was always designed to be. And God has promised, this is what's gonna happen. This is how the world will be. So what do we do? Do we just sit back and enjoy the heavenly popcorn and watch it happen? No, because Jesus said the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. And he said, now you ask the Father, kingdom, your kingdom come, your will be done. We're not just watching the divine movie play out. We are actors, we are, we are participants in the advancing kingdom of God. And just even this last year, just some, just some lovely stories. Prayed with, pray with a guy this last year. His father, his toxic behavior had just destroyed their family. And he wept and wept, wept down here on a Sunday morning as he forgave his father. And we prayed again the other night. He said, now, I'll pr- let's pray that this impacts the rest of my family. Because I know the supernatural power of forgiveness in a family. Once it starts to be released, things change. Crazy things change. I could tell you story after story of that. A family who last Christmas received a Christmas box from us. It was like, I don't know, donated things, maybe worth about 20 pounds. Their response to the person who gave it to them was, as a family, we've never received a gift like this before never receive. The kingdom of God comes through forgiveness. It comes through a Christmas box. Andre was here at our prayer meeting, Andre Bodorenko from Ukraine, leads the churches there. He just thanked us again for sending two van loads of food uh, and provisions down to Ukraine. Eight million people displaced. The kingdom of God comes through van fulls of food. It comes as we play our part. And one of my favorite stories from this year was hearing about the Two-Toe tribe. I never knew there was a two-toe tribe, but in Zimbabwe, a remote area, uh, a people there—they pretty much all of them have two toes—and they are isolated because of how they look, and they are ostracized because they're uneducated. They live very separate, and, and as we know it, there has never been a church in that community. There is now. <laughs> the church got commanded in the two-toe tribe, so the two-toe people now have heard about Jesus for the first time. When that happened in this last year or two. So God is on the move, and we are not just uh, popcorn eating participants, uh, popcorn eating observers, we are participants. One life at a time, one act of kindness at a time. How do we get involved? Well, let's read from the Apostle Paul. He's one of the earliest followers of Jesus, and he was a persecutor of the church, but he got hold, Jesus got hold of him, and he decided to partner with Jesus in his advancing kingdom. So he will help us see how we can play our part. Let's uh, read this. And I want someone to come and read it for us, because I, I, uh, you, you'll tire of the sound of my voice otherwise. Uh, and otherwise, people will read it better. And there's a, there's a, a town mentioned in this, in this uh, passage called Illyricum. Say that with me. Illyricum. Okay, right. So you'll have to say that, whoever reads this. Can I have a volunteer? Illyricum. Don't crush me in the rush. Um <laughs> <laughs> a few <laughs> verses. Yes, come. Thank we need to applaud that courage from the back. Come you. Thank you so much. It's just about three slides, so thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry, should I have wrote that Go for it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points. Knowing that you will need is this reminder. For by God's grace, I am a special mes- messenger from Christ. Jesus, to you Gentiles, I bring you to God good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God made by the Holy Spirit, so I have the reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me, bringing the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I work among them. They were convinced by the power of the miraculous signs and wonders by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Lyricum. My ambition My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard, rather than where her church has. Already been started by someone else. I have been following the plan spoken of the script in the scriptures where it says, those who have never been told about him will see and those who have never heard of him will understand. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. But now I have finished my work in these regions. And after all, these long years of waiting, I'm eager to visit you. I am planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop off in Rome. And after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. Praise the Lord!
0: Thank you! So good. I like Paul's cheekiness. After I come, you're going to pay for the next leg of my trip. Some people are like, that's a great idea with some of my relatives. Yeah, awesome. Anyone else? Let's read it again in a different translation so we really get to hear what uh, the Lord is saying through this passage. And afterwards, I'm going to get you in groups of two or three, by the way, or three or four, and you're going to answer one simple question. So pay attention. You're going to answer a question. Okay. Who else wants to read this? I'm looking for another volunteer. We've got another one at the back. Come. Yeah, come. You'll have to run. (laughs) Welcome up. Thank you. It's a slightly different translation.
2: by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the reason why I have so often been hindered from coming to you. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. Brilliant.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you so much. Brilliant. Thank you. So. Get into groups of three or four, I really want us to dive into the word together, and I just want you to simply answer one question. Don't say what you had for breakfast. Don't say what you're about to have for lunch. Don't say what God said to you in your quiet time three days ago. Just one simple question. What can we learn about kingdom advance from that passage? What can we learn about God's advancing kingdom and our part to play in that? Okay, groups of three or four, uh, just take a moment just to answer that question. If we can just flick backwards and forwards on the scriptures, you can either look it up in your own... Or what just what jumped out to you as you were listening to that? Just we'll just uh, flick back between the scriptures so you can see it on the screen or pull it up in your own Bible. Romans 15. What stands out to you? you're watching online just do this on your own or if you're with a group do this together what stands out to you about kingdom advance from this passage God's advancing kingdom Thirty more seconds. All right. Why don't you turn back this way? Okay. Shout out from where you are. What stood out to you? And we'll, uh, I'll repeat it for for those who watch online. What stood out to you? Yes. (coughs) empowerment by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Paul was convinced and it was needed. They were convinced by God's power working through him. Yes. Anything else over this side? Yeah, breaking into new frontiers. Yeah, The, the gospel, particularly he was concerned with those who'd never heard the gospel before, which in our society is actually an increasing number. Yeah, very good. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah, that God was moving all around the world. Paul was doing his bit, but he was aware of what God was doing all over the world. Yeah, how about over here? Yes. Yeah, that finance was needed, that there was a partnership. Paul was the one who went, but others who hadn't gone were funding and supporting that, and that was a kingdom thing. Actually, they were working together, and he really understood that they were partners together. Yeah, how about over here? Second. again. He had a really clear message. He knew what he was bringing and presenting to people. Yeah, someone else at the back. Say again. Yeah, he had a plan. So it was very much about people, but there was also a strategic plan of where he was going to go and what he was going to do. He was thinking about it. Yeah, very good. Over here. Yes. Incredible boldness. And and he had enthusiasm. Very good. So good, yeah. He was bold, he was enthusiastic, which those of us who know some of Paul's story, he'd been beaten, he'd been stoned, he, it was, he had every reason to give up, and yet he kept going. Yeah, how about over here? Yeah. We're, made, we're made, holy through the holy Spirit. made holy through the Holy Spirit. Paul knew what had happened to him, and he knew what he had to share. Yeah, somebody else. Say again. He gave the glory. Yeah, the kingdom advances, we give glory to God for what he's doing. Yeah, there's one at the back. Say, say it louder. Can't, can someone tell me who's closer? Yeah, by word and deed. Yeah, very good. So the, by the kingdom advance, by word and deed. Yeah, very good. Anyone else over here? Yeah. Yeah, don't be boastful. No, this is God's work. We're just partners with Him. Yeah, very good. Well, guys, you have. Pre- oh, yeah, one more. He was to the call and on the Holy yeah, He was faithful to the call and dependent on the Holy Spirit. Guys, you have preached the sermon yourselves. So, shall we have an early coffee break and uh, we're done here? The reason I do that is I want us all to go away thinking, I can hear God for myself through His Word. You know, to be honest, we could finish there. I want to illustrate a few things that the Lord spoke to me about, but we could finish there because God speaks through his words. That's the point. Not that you come and hear me, but that you go away feeling like God's word is alive and it's changing us and it's speaking to us. But you've made most of these points, but a few things. One, kingdom advance starts when we realize that we have been called to go. Paul said, I'm a special messenger, someone who's been sent by Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. He had a call to go and it's not just about Paul, we know from the rest of scripture that we are all called to go. We have been called by God to go and to carry this incredible message with us. We had a training, uh, I do a disciple makers training, eight weeks, which the new one is starting this term, you can sign up. But on this last one, one one guy said, uh, do you mean I'm commissioned to go? And we we're like, yeah, you are commissioned. He's like, you mean me, I'm commissioned to go? And we're like, yes, you are commissioned. He's like, but, but I always thought I needed a little bit more training, a bit more education, I wasn't people have been asking me if I would meet with them and read the bible and I said no, no no you need someone else I'm not experienced enough you mean I am commissioned we're like yes you are commissioned he left that meeting shouting I am commissioned <laughs> it was a brilliant revelation and I want all of you to go away from this point yes there's more training you can get yes there's more experience yes you can read the bible yes oh yes 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 all of those things are good but you're still commissioned right now Give what you've received. That's what Jesus said. Freely you've received, freely give. In fact, the more you just give away what you've already received, the more you'll receive to give away more. That's the reality. You are commissioned you are commissioned and the second thing kingdom advance only works if we believe it's good news the point made over here Paul understood this is good news it's changed my life I've been transformed by this gospel I've been made holy do you it's so easy as we've been Christians over a while to forget what good news it is that we have eternal life, that our sins are forgiven, that we have peace with God, that he is our father. And we know that, that we've got a, a hope beyond the grave, that we know that whatever happens to us, he is with us. It is good news. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, it's good news. <laughs> it's good news. And it's so easy to forget that. And it's so easy to forget that the people around us need that good news. And on the surface, they look like they've got it all together. But deep down, people are crying out. They are desperate for some good news. And the news that we are carrying, you and I are carrying it. And that's why it's important to know that is because sometimes we think, yes, I know I'm called. Yes, I know I should be going. But what do I say? Well, I tell you what, you start right there. The good news of what Christ has done in your life. No one can argue with it. No one can debate it. No one can challenge it. It's your story. If you can't say anything else, you can tell what Christ has done. And you'll see right the way through the New Testament, that's exactly what Paul does over and over. In fact, three or four times, Paul, we read Paul's story again of how Christ had changed his life. You are carrying good news, and it starts with the good news of Christ in you and what he's done in your life. He's utterly convinced. Caroline came back from uh, going uh, to um, antique shopping, which she loves to do one time. And uh, it's a a frequent theme in our our, our home. She loves to go antique shopping. And before she took her coat off, I could tell it had been a good trip. (laughs) She was bubbling with excitement. And I asked her if you had a good day, but I didn't need to ask because I already knew. And she said, I have got good news. And I said, what's the good news? And she said, I found this thing I've been looking for for ages and I bought it for eight pounds. (laughs) She was carrying good news and the Lord reminded me of it this morning. And I thought, gosh, am I bubbling with that good news? (laughs) You know, she was bubbling with good news over an eight pound antique. (laughs) But am I bubbling with the good news of the gospel? Or have I got jaded? Have I got disappointed? Have I got disillusioned? Am I bubbling with the good news that I'm carrying? Because life is tough. I get it. It's tough for all of us. Hard things happen. 2022, several people have said to me it's the worst year of their life. Life is hard. But at the same time, we must not forget we are carrying good news. Good news of lives transformed. Third thing, kingdom advance needs energy and life. Paul says I have reason to be enthusiastic which somebody made this point about all that Christ has done through me in the service to God. It's so easy to get our enthusiasm when we first come to Christ we want everyone to know about it but over time it just fades away. Why? Busyness, disappointment, Things just rob us of that enthusiasm of sharing with others what Christ has done. Anyone else relate to that? And yet Paul, even though he'd been beaten, he'd been shipwrecked three times, he'd been stoned and left for dead, he bore on his body, he said, the marks of of, of following Christ, and yet he said, I'm enthusiastic. He's enthusiastic for the gospel. Why? Why? He'd managed to keep himself alive. What did he say? He says, I'm enthusiastic about all that Christ has done through me. He remembered what Christ was doing. And that's what gave him this enthusiasm. He remembered what Christ was doing and has been, had been doing through him. And, and, and you know, busyness, when it robs us of our enthusiasm for the gospel, needs to be dealt with. Disappointment. On the training this term, one, on a course I was running this term, one lady, she said, do you know what? One of my revelations is that, I used to be so passionate about other people come hearing the good news of Jesus. And she said, and the Lord spoke to me on this course. I've lost that passion. And she said, he spoke to me about why. 10 years ago, a friend of mine came to Christ and I was so excited and she did so well. She was transformed. Then after about six months, she just got disillusioned and walked away and left the faith. And she said, I realized at that point I made a decision. This is too hard work, I'm not doing this anymore. And she said, I never really have since that point. And God spoke to her. That discouragement had robbed her of her enthusiasm. So I'd ask you this morning, have you been robbed of your enthusiasm for the kingdom of God advancing? Have you been robbed of that passion? How do we counteract it? By keeping ourselves alive with what God's doing. You know, one of the things I've done, the best things I've done in the last couple of years in terms of making disciples is we have a little prayer group, Caroline and I and about three or four other people, And each week on a Wednesday morning at 6.45, we pray for 30 minutes. Well, actually, we only pray for 15 minutes. 15 minutes, we share stories of how God's using us to reach out to other people. And then for 15 minutes, we pray. And it keeps me alive. Because even if you've had a, a terrible time a few weeks, nothing's really happened, nothing's... You're hearing stories of what other people are doing. And it's also a good, good provocation because you know next Wednesday, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be asked if I've got any stories. <laughs> so it really provokes you in courage. <laughs> I'm going to do this thing because I, I don't want to face them again for the third week in a row. I'm just like, yeah, I bottled it again. I didn't follow through or whatever it was. It inspires you to keep going fourth thing king you made this point as well kingdom advance breaks through with the power of the spirit they were convinced by miracles and power and signs and wonders we have to know that as we go god is going to back us up We are not on our mission, we are on his mission. And he's going to put his resources and his power behind us. Even this this week, um, a young lady, I was doing a training course with all the new leaders coming through in our family of churches. I was doing a training course with them. And on Friday, this lady came up to me. She said, do you remember me? I said, yeah. She said, I used to be part of King's Arms years ago. She said, when I first came, you probably don't know, I was 17 years old and a friend invited me. And the only reason I came was because I said to her, I'll come if you promise never to invite me again so the only reason she came was so that her friend would get off her back and stop inviting her that's a terrible reason to come but anyway she came 17 years old Phil Cox many of you will know prophesied over her at the back of the meeting and she said it was so accurate I burst into tears and gave my life to Christ and she said now I'm church planting in Newcastle with my husband we got married and we're planting a church in Newcastle she was so good celebrate that power of signs and wonders to bring people through some people won't listen to reason or argument but what they'll listen to is the power of God and that's not just for Phil Cox or a few others this is for all of us to expect and if you need training then get trained but it's for God God wants to use all of us in this way and I would encourage you on a Sunday morning when you come to church it's an encouragement that happened on a Sunday morning so are you coming on a Sunday morning prophetically sharp you know, you're just expecting, oh, a few people will bring words from the front. Or are you are thinking, no, I could bring a word. I might not, it might not be for the front. It might be for an individual. Because you can change someone's life on a Sunday morning. If you come thinking, God, have you got a word for me? Have you got a scripture that I could bring to someone this morning? I tell you, if we had a whole community gathering with that spirit, it would be sparky in here. <laughs> So it's an easy way we can kind of wake ourselves up and stir ourselves to kingdom advance is turning up on a Sunday morning with a prayer that says, God, use me this morning. I don't just want to come to receive. I want to be used this morning. Kingdom advance breaks through with the power of the Spirit. And then lastly, kingdom advance has to result in multiplication. Paul says, I've fully presented the good news of Christ all the way from Jerusalem to Illyricum. Jerusalem and Illyricum. Illyricum is modern day Albania. There is a thousand mile difference between Jerusalem and Illyricum. thousand mile difference. And Paul said, oh, there's my time. There you go. I'm being a good boy. thousand mile difference between Jerusalem and and, and Illyricum. And Paul said, I'm done here. I've preached the gospel across the entire area. How is that possible? How is that possible to say that? There's only one way is that Paul had established disciple-making communities that he knew would multiply out and just fill the area. He'd strate- the point was made, he was strategic and he had planted a strategic basis right the way through the area and he knew, my work's done. Why? Because he'd given them in such a way, the gospel in such a way that they would multiply it away from themselves. That they would take it And they would give it to someone else and they would give it to someone else and we know from church history that's exactly what happened. This was the fastest part, one of the fastest growth times of the church in history. By AD 300, millions and millions of Christians just from these few scattered believers. So is that our expectation? That as we make disciples that we're giving them stuff to give away? If you've been impacted by the gospel in forgiveness, And you've, forgiveness has changed your life. Have you passed that on to someone else? That's your message. If you've been impacted by the gospel in peace and you know peace when you used to know anxiety, try and pass that on to someone else. If you know joy and you never knew it before, pass that on and pass it on in a way that passes on to somebody else. Let the gospel multiply out of you into others. Get them around you. Give them what you've been given and let it go from there. We are called to this kingdom advance and it looks different to all of us, for all of us but we're all called five things, five points that we've made and you guys made lots of others, it starts with a call to go, have you received that call, do you believe that call it means that we get an understanding that we are carrying good news, we're carrying good news do you believe it has it got jaded? Do you still believe that it's good news? It needs energy in life. Have you got discouraged and disappointed? Have you got busy and distracted on other things? It breaks out by the power of the Spirit. Are you expectant as you go into your workplace? You know, some of us will get called to the two-toe drive and some of us, we're going to carry on being plumbers and bringing the kingdom of God into every home that we go in. <laughs> the, the, the destination is different. The call is exactly the same. And it has to result in multiplication. And if you want to learn how to multiply as a disciple, then come on training this term. I'd love to partner with you. And as Fortune said, we can get to know each other on that as well. Have a coffee. So come, we'll get to know each other on that. But I'd encourage you to go away from this morning realizing this you are commissioned. You are commissioned. Why don't you just turn to your neighbor? and say one thing that I'm going to do differently or think differently as a result of this morning. One thing I'm going to do differently or think differently as a result of this morning.